Hey everybody, I'm Justin Bone with my partner Mike Valenzano, and you're listening to the Bone and Zano Zone podcast presented by BuddiesProShop.com. On this episode, we welcome Brad Miller and Kyle Sherman, who are showing everyone what life is really like on the PBA tour with their YouTube channel, Brad and Kyle. We broadcast our show to our Facebook page along with our YouTube channel, where you can find both of them by searching Bone and Zano Zone. Our show today was intended for audio and video purposes, so sorry in advance if some parts are hard to follow. If you want to watch this episode, check out our YouTube channel for the full video. If you want to see all that BuddiesProShop.com has to offer, use coupon code ZONE5OFF and save 5% off your next order. Some manufacturer restrictions may apply. So without any further ado, let's get into our interview with Brad Miller and Kyle Sherman inside the Bone and Zono Zone presented by BuddiesProShop.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bone and Zono Zone podcast. Before we get started and introduce our guest today, we want to thank Chuck Gardner and Bull for Life and Bulge.com. Thank you guys so much. First off, hope you guys are staying safe wherever you are, wherever you guys are watching. But before we get into our show today, Mike, we have a really special announcement. We have some uh, special news, and uh, we're going to let Justin take this one because this is uh, near and dear to his heart. So, Justin, uh, take it away. So, obviously, with tournaments not being ran anywhere in the world right now, um, we want to announce that the 21st annual Parker Bone III Junior Scholarship Tournament, for those of you who are watching, will be Labor Day weekend this year, the first four-day weekend event that we've ever ran, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, for those of you who are interested, stay tuned. Um, It's definitely going to be a big one. There's going to be more information coming. But save the date, mark your calendar, September 4th to the 7th. It's definitely going to be a, a great one this year. It will be. It was great last year. And um, Justin, you know who led qualifying in the first ever Parker Bone III scholarship tournament 20 years ago? Can I guess Mike Val? You are absolutely correct. I was the leader 20 years ago. So it's a great tournament. Um, I had a lot of fun last year working in the booth uh, with you guys and Chuck Gardner was there. Um, we had a dunk tank in the parking lot the barbecue to party. It's a great time. So hopefully we're up and running in Jersey by then. And um, yeah, man, looking forward to it again. All right, Mike, go ahead and introduce our guest for today. All right. So this is another first here in the Bone and Zano show. Um, today's guest, or I'm going to say today's guests, uh, plural, the world-renowned bowling internet sensations. They are the founding fathers of vlogging in the bowling world. They started their own YouTube channel. They have a camera on them on the road following their every move on tour and basically in other events, whatever they want to do. They have a cult following in the bowling world, and they give back to the bowling world with all the giveaways they have on their um, on their site. Both of these men are members of the PBA League, and hopefully we will be back out on the lanes in no time at all. It is my pleasure to welcome to the zone the world-famous Brad Miller and Kyle Sherman, otherwise known as Brad and Kyle. Gentlemen, welcome to Zone. You know, you're talking about the world-famous Brad Miller. I mean, that's all you need. <laughs> Always starts with a slight. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, we're still new to the thing, so, you know, we'll pick your brain later on how to properly introduce somebody of your level to the show next time, okay? <laughs> so we, we, had, we had Chris Barnes on last week, and I did a – Big intro for Barnes, and he said I would be his personal hype man in the future. So <laughs> if it was good enough for Barnes, it should be good enough for you guys, right? That was great. That's the nicest intro we've had so far. We've done a few podcasts, a few shows, and nice one. So I appreciate I'm, it. I'm a nice guy. What can I say? You know. <laughs> so first off, how's quarantine going for you guys? How are you guys staying active during this this terrible time? Go ahead, Brad. You're first. I'm first. Yep. 
I'm doing what everyone else is doing, man. Justin, you on the you on the Call of Duty? You on the you on the sticks? You gotta be uh, on the sticks. Come on, you're in that demographic. You're 20. How old are you? 18, 17? 17. I just turned 17 last month. You gotta uh, be a Call of Duty player. I, I play Fortnite. I don't really play oh. Fortnite. Oh. I, I don't play a whole lot of games normally. Um, <laughs> so I, don't, I just don't have the time for it. So this has really brought out a lot of my gaming, but. I don't really. I've been painting shoes. Is what I've been doing. Painting actually, shoes. Yeah, I just got into some shoe painting. I actually painted a, a pair of two of bowling shoes that I had, which was really cool. And uh, I'm gonna start my new project once I get home. Hopefully this week. Brad looks Damn, a little confused man. on that one. I've never heard of that. So yeah, I'm gonna try and start that up too. It's uh, hopefully gonna be a good time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I've been uh, chilling. I've been trying to stay active. I've been going on runs at night. Uh, but it ain't working because I'm eating terrible because my family, you know, they just love to cook everything, everything. And they love to have every sort of sweet possible. And I'm addicted to sugar. So it's not a good, it's not a good, yeah, <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know. We've, uh, it's kind of been time off really. It was, it seemed like, I don't know. I want to say decent timing, but. Like, at least we got most of the tour season in, but by the time that we had to go home, we were pretty spent energy-wise. So it was, like, probably three weeks of just kind of, like, downtime, resting, kind of figuring out what the heck we're going to do. And then probably, like, a month and a half, two months of just trying to piece together. We've been doing a lot of these live streams, doing a lot of these live streams. People are going to be sick of us, actually. Yeah, they, might, they, might, they might be sick of Kyle, you know. Of course, there it is. <laughs> And what about you, Mr. Sherman? What have you been doing to uh, stay active in this time? Yeah, you know, I've just been uh, – I was exercising a little bit, going on a lot of bike rides, trying to spend some time in nature, uh, away from people for the most part. But other than that, yeah, I've just been doing mostly what everyone else has been doing. Luckily, I just started bowling yesterday for the most part. I did some bowling probably a week ago now, two weeks ago, a couple days, but like – starting to practice more. We actually have some tournaments coming up in the St. Louis area, which is kind of crazy to think about yeah. in the quarantine phase. Uh, but now I'm starting to bowl, uh, getting back into the swing of things. And let me tell you, it's not good right now, guys. <laughs> how much tape did you have to use yesterday? <laughs> the break the break was awful. Like, I don't think I – I think I bowled for an hour today. I posted, like, three shots. It was – it was rough. <laughs> yeah, and just trying to get back into the swing of things. Starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel, so – so was this like the longest you guys have been uh, away from the lanes? I'm bearing yeah. an injury, like just long yeah, without, without injury for sure. I mean, I'm going. Well, we're going two months now. Is it two months? Roughly? Yeah, it was like yeah. early March. I've thrown the ball once. Ooh. All right, all right. So we had a couple people wanted to ask some questions here. So one of our guests they had a question, and we'll start with this one. What's uh, your favorite sport outside of bowling, guys? I mean, nothing's going on now, but yeah, mine's your, uh, it's a, I don't know where this basketball. is. Yeah, mine's basketball 100%. Actually, I probably like that more than bowling, in all honesty. <laughs> but yeah, no doubt. If I can play, if I can watch it, whatever, study it, you know, I'm in. So, so who who's your guy? Uh, I, I'm a Kobe fan. I'm Kobe okay. all the way. No all doubt. Right. Kobe, die hard. All right, so so Brad, Brad's wrinkling his face there. Obviously, we have a debate here. I thought you were going to say LeBron for some reason. That's day. what I thought, too. <laughs> I Hell no. <laughs> Hell I guess no. I should know better. 
And, and, and Mr. Miller? Uh, my favorite sport to play is soccer. I, I keep up with golf the most, though. I watch it on a weekly basis, and I love to play it. So to watch, probably golf and to play, uh, but my, my heart is with soccer. See the, the the big golf match with uh, Tiger and Phil and Peyton yeah. Manning and Brady. That's that's gonna be good to watch. See that's, that's so cool. That is cool. And they should do something like like a bowling um, spin. That would be great having like like two legends and maybe like a Mookie Betts or like a Jerome Bettis maybe, you know, and raise some money for charity. That would be that would Justin. Get your father on that. Let's uh, let's get Parker. <laughs> Only we knew a legend. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you know we'll talk to Walter and you know, forget your father is washed up. Yeah, he's washed up. Listen, we, we he he bowls league with us, all right. And this is this is my hand to God. Parker is a solid two fifteen in league. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I, I'm dead serious. All right. So how's that, how's that possible? How is that possible? He stepped off the plane. This is the true story, and Justin will vouch for this one. He got back yes. from the, the bowl, the bowl, master. the ball master in Germany. He came back from from Europe, and he got home that morning. He had three bowling balls with him. He had two balls that were what blasted like three sixty, probably. Yeah, and a spare ball. And a spare ball. That's all he had on him. So he comes into bowl, and he had three eleven for the first two. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. There's a guy bowling two pairs to the right of us who – he's a lefty just like Parker. He's a 14-time regional winner. He's a good player. And he had shot 300 with a target zone the first game. In game three, he switched to an original black angle and shot 300 again. And here's Parker just trying to grind out 6-0. <laughs> so okay, he's got a long ways to go to grind out 6-0. Oh, he's trying to 550. Oh my God! It was painful to watch. Like you bury the guy in the two hole. You're burying a forty time titleist in the two hole. What a disgrace! <laughs> yeah, but, the saving, but the saving grace is we bowl with the real bone. Uh, Leslie mom bowls on our team, and uh, she is the one who, you know, she's the real bone in the family. No offense to you, Justin, or your brother, but yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, truth. That's that Wichita pedigree, you know. Yeah. Are yeah, you going, a, are you going to are you gonna go to Wichita? What school are you going uh, to? it's still up in the air. I wanna go to school for film of some sort. I haven't really decided that a whole lot yet. Um trying to start doing things, learning things, got my own YouTube channel too, follow trying to follow after you guys, me and Brandon are. So I wanna go somewhere related to film. Obviously, SCADs, I got my eyes on them too. Wichita being in my blood, I got my eyes on them. So still up up in the air. Was supposed to have a visit uh in April, but you know. Everything got canceled. So on to our next question. You guys have probably one of the biggest following on the internet with YouTube vlogs and so on. So tell us, how did the idea come about? What was it about? And basically, how did you guys come about having a camera roll all the time when you guys were on the road? How did Brad Miller and Kyle Sherman become Brad and Kyle? Go ahead. Me? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of uh, – a combined effort between us and our buddy Mike Flanagan. Um, we were first getting out on tour. Uh, we wanted to find ways to kind of promote ourselves. You know, we were pretty low on the totem pole as far as uh, on ball companies in the PBA. So no one was, we knew we weren't going to get promoted uh, at that time. So we wanted to figure out a way to promote ourselves, help grow our brand, develop something, and then try to get our buddies and develop a system to, so we can just promote other people as well. 
And then we were talking with our buddy Mike, and uh, he's he's really big and like he stays up to date with like current trends and it's just always on the ball. And he's like, man, you guys should just start a YouTube channel. And we're like, I don't even, I didn't even really watch YouTube that much at that time. Like I didn't, I didn't know what vlogging was. I, I really didn't know much about it, nothing. And then uh, we kind of contemplated the idea. And I, I, I remember we were on a car ride to some term and we were like, yeah, let's do it. So basically we started, had no idea what we were doing, didn't know how to film, didn't know how to edit. Uh, we were filming with our phones and then we were doing it the wrong way. We weren't doing it landscape. We were doing it this way and like this got the black edges on the side and I know our first vlog had to have taken us first couple vlogs had to have taken us like 10 hours to edit because we're it was 15 we're trying to edit and we were also <laughs> YouTubing how to edit at the same time it was miserable but uh basically yeah that was the start of it and then we just learned taught ourselves uh and now it kind of is what it is we're definitely still no experts but just to interrupt real quick the second vlog we ever made was in Lubbock, Texas, and we had a 12-hour drive back to St. Louis. And we filmed that whole weekend, and it took us every bit of that 12 hours on the car ride home. We get back to St. Louis. It's still not done. At 9 a.m. the next morning, we call Flanagan, and we're like, hey, man, we need, we need some help. We want to review this video. You want to help us? And he did at 9 a.m. He helped us. And then we probably took us another couple hours to kind of finish it, and then we put it out at noon. So the second vlog took us – 14, 15 hours of like total work, which is absolutely insane. And now they probably take like, they're way better now and they probably take us like tops two hours. Tops. Some I wish we could do that. Yeah, we, we wish we could do that. You got to teach us how to get to that point. That's yeah. the thing. Justin, yeah, like, might have like 20 minutes a piece, and like I'll like take like two weeks with school and everything. I'll take like two weeks to edit them, and then Brandon will just come in. And he'll be like, "All right, delete that one, delete that one, delete that video, delete that." It's so funny to watch. Yeah, yeah. same thing with Kyle and I. The, I I would have like a clip that I like kind of played naturally. There wasn't a whole lot of clips, and I would have a bunch of those throughout the video, and it would be a pretty long video. <laughs> and Kyle yeah. would go in and just cut, 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 cut. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. <laughs> so we had some people chiming in here, and I'm going to say hello to my daughter Daniela, who's watching today. So hello to to her. Hi, Daniela. So your background, guys. So Kyle, you're a numbers guy, uh, an accounting degree from Lindenwood, and. Um, we used to beat up Lindenwood. I'd build a Moorhead, so uh, we used to beat you guys <laughs> all the time. So that's a little Moorhead state there, right? Yeah. Right at you guys there. I love um, Moorhead. Yeah, and, and we had our famous chant. I'm sure you know what I'm referring to before we started our matches. I do. I do. Uh, yeah. So, so Brad, I, I don't have any info on you, like your background. So if he's the numbers guy, do you have like a background in like communications or anything like this? To I have a business administration degree. Okay. So and, at least I have that. <laughs> so what? So so Brad Miller before the PBA was a what? I went to Lindenwood. You went to Lindenwood. Okay. So uh, what, so what were you doing before you went on tour? Before you decided that you were going to be. So when I when I graduated college, I was bowling league with a guy, the traveling league of St. Louis. It was called the Metro City, or it was called uh, something. Anyway, I was bowling with a guy named Neil Sanson, and he was a superintendent at a golf course. And I, I kind of needed a gig. I was going to go travel tour, but tour at that time was just like World Series. And then there was an event in February. There was all this time off. Mm -hmm. And so I, I needed a job. And so he's like, yeah, we're always hiring. So he hired me. And I worked there for three years as a grounds crew, uh, mowing greens, changing cups. 
So you're like Carl from Caddyshack. Dude, I was everything. I yeah. loved it too, man. There's nothing better than it, mornings are early. We, we were 30 miles away from the golf course, me and my buddy who I lived with. And we had to be there at 6 a.m. So we left the house at like 5.15. But you get there before the sun rises and then you hop on a mower and, you know, you have your coffee and you just watch the sunrise. No one's around. You know, it's just like the most peaceful, beautiful like job you can have in the morning. I, I really loved it. And, it. and the afternoons were hard. We did a lot of like sod and cutting and laying and just a, a lot of like, I don't know, some, some harder labor. And I, I did that for three years. And it just got to the point where I was working five days a week, six to two thirty. I'd get home around like four. We always worked a little late. And then on the weekends I would travel. So I get off work two thirty on Friday and I travel four or five hours to a regional. And after doing that, I, I, I catch up on sleep in the winters because we had winters off. But after doing that for like three years, I call my dad and I said, I, I can't do both. Like I'm just spent. I'm not sleeping anymore. Um, I just I need to find a way to sleep more. And so I moved home and I haven't had a job since. <laughs> You're a professional athlete now. So yeah, I'm a professional athlete. You're a professional athlete and professional vlogger. <laughs> a professional so, vlogger. Doesn't it feel weird, Kyle, to, to be called a YouTuber? Yeah, I actually get referred to more as that than even a bowler. People are like, oh, you're the YouTube guy. We oh, bowl on tour sometimes. <laughs> so back to the whole vlog thing. Obviously, it's definitely a, a different atmosphere when you're trying to bowl and then have the camera in your hand. I know what it's like. My brother does too. But what is it like, especially with the other guys on tour, what do they think when you guys got the camera out or someone else is filming you guys basically having a camera follow you around? What do they think, the other guys on tour? They thought it was weird at first. Yeah. But and it, it is weird. I mean, standing in front of people with a camera in your face, it especially like now it's normal. Now it's normal. Uh just because so many people are doing it worldwide and like the people who are 30 and 40 who aren't super internet savvy, they're seeing it more and more, especially on tour. So with us. So it's definitely normal now. But at the beginning, it's and it was even hard for us, like when we're in a group of people it's hard just to fire up the camera because you know everyone's going to be looking at you. It's uh, kind of like when the selfie stick first started, right? Yeah, but I, I just – I've always thought, like, these guys – like, it shouldn't be – it's weird because you're holding – but it shouldn't be weird for these guys because this whole thing is entertainment, right? They just need cameras. Like, if, if they they should have cameras on them all the time, like post-round inter, post interview, pre inter, round interview. Like, in a perfect world, the PBA should have cameras – firing up everywhere so it shouldn't be weird but that wasn't necessarily the case so yeah it was definitely weird at the beginning but now it's normal people just hop in dude we'll fire up the camera and people will just come around the corner and sneak in and that's exactly what we wanted because that just makes the content much better absolutely yes. so let's get into talking about this thing called um the house <laughs> yeah so it's a uh, pretty crazy group of guys you have right and um so I guess I'm in that 30 to 40 category where I'm kind of like losing sense of reality here. So, <laughs> so tell us how the house came to be, who your house guests are, what your requirements in uh, to become a house guest and what would one have to be to become a house guest? Yeah. I mean, the, the house is just our buddies that we hunt, that we hang out with all the time that are in the videos. Uh, and we wanted to, I mean, like, one of our main goals, if not the biggest goal, was to try to figure out a way to have to promote our buddies, build their brands, uh, and just help facilitate that avenue. 
so the house guys now, I think we, we got 11 people in our house and it's, and it's just, we tried to figure out like a brand to call everyone. And I forget how it even came about, but somehow we just like came up with the house. I think we may have been saying it a little bit and then we're like, that's it. Like we're just, we're the house. Uh, requirements? Uh, well, you don't have to be a good bowler because, you know, I didn't. So <laughs> the bowling requirements go out the window. Uh, it's more so it's just our friend group. It's the guys that we're with all the time, the guys that we're grinding these tournaments in and out with. Uh, and it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, it's not really like, it's not really like an exclusive thing, but yet it is because it's the boys we hang out with. But now it's really cool because we built this brand and the guys are really learning how to, you know, optimize social media strategies and maybe build some revenue streams and then just grow their own uh, fan base. So, but it's been dope. I mean, it's been really cool. Uh, it's seen all the guys grow, learn, uh, and it's been a cool experience. I'm really excited to see where it goes because it kind of sucked as soon as we got this whole house thing going, the PBA shut down. But and it helps that most of the guys are really, actually, everyone's a really good bowler. So, oh, I think you finally got to give a little bit of credit there. All right, but yeah. requirement so you don't you can, one. you can be a crappy player and still be a house guest. So you can. I mean, we can pay over here. We could use some really. We could use some really funny guys. So even if they suck, if they're hilarious, that would work. Yeah, I guess the criteria is you have to be willing to be on camera. Like that's the only thing. <laughs> and anything goes with you guys. I'm I'm guessing there. So yeah. God help us. All right. <laughs> so the next time the house is probably going to be together is the PBA league. If hopefully that happens, Brad, you were retained by the Kingpins or Kyle was. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Brad, you're a free agent this year. What are your expectations for the PBA League? Do you think it's going to happen? And even the international players, I saw Flo Bowling did an interview with Belmo about how he doesn't think that – or he, how he thinks that international players are going to have a different time, obviously, with all the travel restraints. So, basically, what are your expectations for the PBA League this year? Yeah, so Maine doesn't open up until August 1st. The entire state doesn't open until August wow. So, it's going to be postponed regardless. We can't, we can't go to Maine in July. But how far after that? It's definitely going to run. It is for sure going to run. If the international, if the international players can't make it, you know, the show's got to go on. It sucks, but that's just the that's that's the way it has to be. That would be really weird because pr- what? There's probably like there's 50 people in the draft and 12, 13, 14 of them are international. Maybe like there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, um, if, if the if I, I don't know. The, the research I've been doing lately and the stuff I've been hearing about this COVID, it's like, you know, I, maybe the world opens up fairly soon. Like maybe not in places like New York that are super congested, but uh, maybe we're going to see a quicker uh, transition back to normal than we originally thought. Because people were saying, you know, it might last the entire year. Schools might be closed, you know, but. I think from the stuff I'm hearing, it might be a little quicker than that. So hopefully come August, hopefully, you know, maybe we can put the PBA league in there. And then we've also got those other tournaments that we have to finish the match plays, the masters, the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, uh, I don't know, maybe come August, we can run the Lucy, the PBA league, some summer events, and then, September, October, maybe run some more summer events, and then November, December, finish this, finish the season, and then start back up in January. Hopefully, hopefully that'd be the case. Yeah, because if we can open up in August, you know, there's plenty of tournaments we can bowl, summer events and league and masters and 
Yeah. I think it's just going to get pushed back. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just assuming all fall and the beginning of winter, we're just going to be out traveling, bowling, not going to be home. So back to the vlog here for a minute. You guys have obviously had a lot of crazy moments with the vlogs. Uh, Kyle winning your first title, even Chris Prather shooting 300 and calling it. So we want to know what both of your best vlogs are or what you think happens to be your favorite one. I'm looking at it right. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the Chris Prather one where he shot the 300 is probably the craziest moment we've had in the vlog. Like it was, it was just, like it was just so weird. I mean, Chris is in last place. Uh, I know he just hit an easy pair. Like he just bowled on that pair, but they're they're pretty hard. Like they're not they're not easy whatsoever. And he's doing his little trick where he's doing this twirl loft thing. And he and for one, the craziest part about it was he wasn't exactly repeating shots. Like there was like three or four shots in there that were like didn't think they had a chance to strike, and then somehow they did. So that whole thing, and then we're all right next to each other. I'm bowling right next to him. Our buddies were there. That was pretty crazy. That was like, what just happened? And then to get on camera, like that's the cool part about the vlog, why we film so much is because when you get some moments like that happening, uh, people really enjoy it. Um, all right. So the, our, our, our best vlog is the the Belmont Bulls one-handed. That one's kind of special. But the the that was the last vlog of the week and the next vlog we did was the freezing ice bath ice bath challenge. That was, a, that was, was hilarious, one. but the video tanked. <laughs> it didn't tank, but it didn't do as well as the other ones. And Mikey is in the thumbnail with no shirt on. <laughs> uh, it's just hilarious. Brendan keeps asking me about doing that. He wants to put me and him in an ice bath. I'm like, that's stealing their ideas. Like, no, but we can still do it. <laughs> you should do that at your father's tournament this year. They put Parker in a dunk tank last year. Oh, my God. Junior tournament. Maybe we could put Parker in like an ice bucket thing or like a like a pool of ice this year. That water was pretty cold. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can get much colder than an ice bath with that water. People are extremely vulnerable when they're in an ice bath. You can get any information. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're interrogating them. It's 32 degrees and anything goes, right? Yeah. So one of my one of my favorite vlogs is the one that Chris Prather won 100,000 at the Tournament of Champions this year. And actually, we were there for the show. Kyle left. I don't know where Kyle went. It was – I was with Prather and Packy. And I wasn't even going to – I wasn't even going to vlog that day. He was fifth. He was the first of the matches, and so the odds of him winning were going to be fairly slim, and the lineup were, was just killer. So nothing against Prather, but I thought, you know, the chances of him winning this tournament are, are pretty low, So I and I was extremely tired of filming and editing at that point, so I wasn't going to film. And then he got to the title match, and that's where I picked the vlog up. And that ended up being a really good vlog. <laughs> And the next one after that was the Packy took his pants off vlog. Do you remember that? Time? <laughs> <laughs> and that one, that one didn't do very good either. I, I have no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, before we get to your next question, I actually have one that I that I just thought about. Do you, guys, do you guys go back and watch your own vlogs? Like, do you go back and watch like really old ones at, from time to time? Like, do you have a favorite one that you'll go back and watch? 
No, so we've, been post, we've been posting them like through this quarantine just to like repurpose some content and uh, just put some stuff out there. We've been reposting them on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, on our Instagram. And the cool thing about it is like half the vlogs, I forget the moments we had. So it's like when we talk about like a favorite vlog, they're really all cool because we can go relive these moments that we saw. And it's just like this little uh, just time capsule of everything that happens and you forget something and like oh yeah we did that or we did this so i've been watching them and it's it's pretty cool because yeah half the stuff i forgot and i'm like oh, that, was, that was that was awesome well they are hits and we love them so um at the end of every show that we do here um i take over and i have 10 random questions basically anything goes we want some real meat we don't want Nothing sugar-coated. We want some dirt. So I got 10 questions, and I want to see if you guys are up for the challenge. Okay. All right. Bring it. All right. Justin, we ready? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Right, we'll, we'll start off kind of easy. Number one, what's one tournament you guys would want to win in your career? Uh, that's, that's an easy one to start. Yeah. My, mine's – I think mine has to be the U.S. U.S. Mine's the U.S. Open, but it pays like crap. So like, I really don't want to win. Like, I'd rather win the TFC. Yeah. Like, if we're just going off prestige, I'd want to win the U.S. Open. All right. So we got one for the Open, Mr. Miller. Mm, it's a toss-up between. Obviously, it's not the Roth Holman doubles. Throwing out. <laughs> Not the Roth Holman. I mean, who wants to win that tournament? Yeah, seriously, you don't want a banner on tour. Why would you want that? Uh, yeah. I mean, why, why would you want your first child to be a doubles? You, yeah, exactly. You got to wait for it to be a singles. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got to be selfish, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't be like Kyle, right? Yeah, exactly, because then yeah. people say you got a half a title. and yeah, You carried somebody to the finish line. You don't want that. <laughs> it's a mix-up between – oh, there's – the players' championship. For some reason, I've got like a soft spot for the players, just because I love that place, Columbus Bowl. Um, the tournament of champions would be nice to at least bowl the dang thing. Yeah, and then it's the bowl that <laughs> the playoffs would be pretty good too. I'd all like right. to win the playoffs. Actually, right. we'll just go playoffs number one. All right, okay. all right, all right. Number two, you guys are out to dinner with a bunch of your tour buddies. Who's the one guy who sneaks off to beat the bill? Uh, it's Mitch. 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 No what doubt about it. Mitch. We've actually got a story about that. Uh, please share it. <laughs> Go ahead. Share it. Where, 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 where are we, Kyle? We're in. I don't know the story. What's you don't know the story. Is it? Are you talking about Kuwait? Wait, yeah, it's Kuwait. Yeah, we're in Kuwait. And Mitch just won like twenty grand with this purple hammer that he's had for five years that he just crushes everybody with. And he wanted Chapman to take the ball home because he had no spot in his bag anymore. He had, he had a three ball bag or something. He couldn't, he couldn't bring the ball back to the United States. <laughs> so he wanted Chapman to do it. Well, in order for Chapman to take that ball, he had to give, he had to put another ball of his away and leave it in Kuwait. And so he wanted some money. He wanted like, hey, can you like throw me 50 bucks to transport this ball or something? And Mitch is like, no. I mean, I <laughs> like, why would I give you $50? And then so it became a little bit like a debate. And Mitch finally got fed up with Chapman and he bought everybody dinner. And it was like this. We're at dinner. And no one even knew. Like, no, Mitch, he, snuck, he snuck it in there. Mitch got irritated at everybody. 
and uh, he left the dinner table because he had to go to the airport. He was flying home with Tommy Jones, and he left the dinner table, and then that's that's the last we saw of Mitch. And the next thing, no, the waitress comes over, and our our bill is paid, and we were all just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's a good one. That's awesome. Right. He's all definitely right. the most frugal. Frugal. Okay. You're being polite. You're not calling him cheap. You're calling him frugal. Very good. I like that. All right. Number three. When was the last time you guys partied like, I'm not even going to say a rock star. You partied like Rob Gronkowski. Uh, there was there was a party at the Hall of Fame Classic this year on our last day before we went to Oklahoma. That was a pretty fun one. Yeah. Same did, one we, here, did we party in Oklahoma? I don't think we did. No, I don't think we did. Maybe a little bit, but I don't know. We so like when we're on tour, we really don't party or drink a whole lot. I know there's been times where like Brad and I will go like a month, two months without a beer. Well, I'm not even saying I'm like on tour, like in you know, in a, in a personal, like in no parties, like at home or anything like that, where you've pulled. Them I mean, I was in the bar last night, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. <laughs> Um, who's the one tour veteran you would love to bring into the house? Norm. That, that, was, that was easy. That was quick. That was yeah. very fast. Kyle. I really, I really enjoy spending time around that guy. And, and why is that just the, the knowledge or is he just, yeah, you just, you become a better, you become a better person hanging out with him. He'll, he'll tell you stories about back in the day and he'll, he'll give you knowledge. Like for example, it's possible for someone to think, that two-handed bowling is much harder to beat than a traditionalist in today's game. You can, you can thank that, uh, given the tiny little advantages it has. Um, but Norm thinks, let them all be two-handed. They won't win again. And <laughs> that's just that's just a cool mentality, you know. You just you get the really confident vibe when you're around him. He's he's got the experience and the knowledge, uh, and it just without him really like saying it he just says it and i just i like being around it makes me better so you think you could put norm in an ice bath think like that? that would be great <laughs> he might actually all right kyle what's your guy then you know it, it's a uh, mine's for a completely different reason it's either it's got like i have three it's it, bill tommy or belmo just for the roast sessions like i just love <laughs> going at those guys and more so them coming at like all of us because it's just like you're fighting an uphill battle like they're the best of all time and you really have nothing over them and but they're fun they're it's just the roast sessions just the content the conversations like you're gonna give it to them and they're giving it right back to you in the same sense yeah like you'll say something to them and then they roast you 10 times harder but you know it's a violent effort trying like if it's <laughs> definitely always fight a losing battle especially if they're all together, together. yeah then you're, then you're screwed like you better just hit the sidelines because you ain't winning they've got that they've got that camaraderie of all those years on team usa and all those years on tour together that you just can't you it's can't tough. go after them enough it's tough right. you can't beat them yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one. What's your most embarrassing moment on tour? And and I I, I never bowled on tour. I bowled the U.S. Open a couple of times, and I have one that I'll share after you guys give yours. And mine's pretty funny. Uh, embarrassing moment, and that's tough. You know. Well, Kyle broke a monitor this year. On purpose. I did not break it. <laughs> it was broke before I hit it. 
was a little embarrassing because the, 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 the owner was right behind me. Like, I just gave this thing just a little love. Like, I just, just pissed. Whatever it was. I, I hit it, and I noticed the monitor was off. And I was shoot, like, whatever. And this was in uh, Shawnee. Went to, went to the owner. I was like, hey, man, broke your monitor. Sorry. Let me know how much it is. And he's like, and he's, he's, he's super cool. Chris Skellings, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. And he's like, nah, don't worry about the monitor. Let me worry about that. You worry about bowling. And I get a text from one of my buddies who was watching the live stream, and he sent me a video, and the monitor was actually broke before I hit it. So I was like, whew, well, I don't know if I'm out of the clear or not, but <laughs> I did not break it. I did hit it, but I did not break it. All right, Mr. Miller? Ah. Uh, What's in the It's gotta be, gotta be number one. Do you do you know of one? Do you know any of, like stupid things that I've done, Kyle? Yeah, you missed a four pin for us to oh, win. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, <laughs> probably the okay. The first one definitely was embarrassing, but the second one was just not. It's not the right spot to miss a four pin. <laughs> like you're you're neck and neck with this team, the team that eventually won. And we're up one nothing, and you're in the eighth. I'm in the eighth frame or the seventh frame, and I miss his four pin, and now we're down on wood. And Westmont struck out to win, and then they end up beating the next game too. That was just not. I mean, they West doubled, and he would have needed to double if I made that four pin, but instead he only needed the first one. So it may not have made a difference, but yeah, both those four pins just suck, man. Like why can't they just be in like the first frame or something? <laughs> I promise that one in the PBA league, I'm sitting up there and I'm standing in my normal spot that I normally stand and I'm looking at this four pin and I don't know how to pick it. It's like, <laughs> I just don't know the, cor I, it's like, it just left my brain. I'm literally going through the exact motion that I normally would go at, and I don't really ever miss four pins, and I'm looking at this thing like, maybe I should like aim this way. And I like, I'm com changing how I pick a four pin because I remember missing the last one to the right. So I stay in the same spot, and I just make sure that I don't miss it right, and I miss it left. And it, it was just, it was so weird. <laughs> The amount of stuff that went through my head just looking at that four pin, it was actually as if it was moving. It's like I'm over here trying to figure out another way to make it. You look like you're on the Wii, basically. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe it. I'm going to give you mine. So mine happened to me twice. So I, I said earlier, I bowled a college for Moorhead. And my first college tournament, we bowled at a place called the Brickyard, Indianapolis. And I don't even know if it's still standing. So in the third game on Saturday, we were bowling on a pair with Vincennes, and we bowled, Ronnie Russell was on the pair with us. And um, I throw a shot, I come back, and I'm at the ball returner. Ronnie's next to me. He goes, hey, uh, hey, partner, um, why don't you look down? I said, what are you talking about? I look down, I split my pants. So from my zipper, like, down to, like, the middle of my thigh is ripped. So I was bowling well, and I'm like, all right, so what am I going to do? Throw the next shot. Ronnie comes back and he has a stapler he got from the front counter and Ronnie Russell is standing there stapling up my khakis for me. Now let's fast forward like three or four years later, I'm bowling the open at Carolier like 2005 or 2006 and we're in practice session, just practicing. And I'm on a pair with Jeff Carter 
and throw a couple shots. And I'm at the ball return, and Jeff goes to me, uh, "Hey, man, you feel a draft or anything?" I said, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "I look down, and it's from my crotch to my knees are just completely ripped." So I got about 15 minutes of practice in, and uh, I learned that when you bowl a tournament like the Open or a tour stop, you always have another pair of pants in the paddock. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't. So, yeah, I ripped my pants uh, twice bowling. So there, there's mine. So, all right. <laughs> so you're sitting on the bench. Your opponent needs three to beat you in the 10th by a pin. Who don't you want to see up in that spot? Yeah. It's gotta be. I mean, I don't really want Tommy up there. Tommy Jones? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, guys, got to go three in the ten. Who's? Uh, I mean, I definitely don't want Pete. Yeah. Really. <laughs> the guys just got another tunnel vision that. Other people don't have. It's like when something's on the line, he just enters this zone. Maybe, maybe not anymore. Like as of right now, maybe Pete's not my answer, even though I still wouldn't want him there. It's all right. So, number nine, who's the one retired bowler that you would have loved to compete against on tour? Hmm. <clears throat> Mark Roth. Just yeah. for the simple fact, he kind of changed the game, right? Yeah. It would have been awesome to – I mean, he's just revolutionized everything. So to go against that would be pretty awesome. But also seeing, like – I mean, any of, like, the really old guys for me, seeing, like, the dominance of – I mean, I know Walter's not retired, but seeing him in his dominance, you know, we hear the stories. But obviously when we got on tour, yeah, he's older, can't compete as well. And it would have just – been cool to he live out those stories that people tell of he beat us from five and then the next week he's lost in the gutter and he beat us again and when you see him now you're like there's no way that happened but it, it, it's almost like like the generation today and justin i'm gonna say like people your age like yeah. they don't like the guys like even your dad and walter like it they never existed because the kids today they, they never saw them it's like yeah. what they did 20 or 30 years ago never existed you know what i mean right what about you there, Mr. Miller? Who's your one guy? Uh, Dick Weber would be cool. <clears throat> I'd like I'd like to see Dick Weber. Ah, prob probably Dick. I, I was going to say someone like Ernie Schlegel just because I'm kind of obsessed with people playing really straight because I'm not good at it and I want to learn how to do it. And I watch Norm do it, and I can't even play as straight as Norm. And he goes, I'm not even playing straight. You should see Ernie Schlegel bowl. <laughs> okay, I think I want to see Ernie Schlegel bowl because that's got to be straight. Yeah, he was uh, kind of straight <laughs> and a full roller too. Seriously? Yeah, he was a full roller. Yeah. Like, how how does that win titles in today's environment? There's no way that would win titles. Ask, I, ask, ask Randy. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Ask, ask Randy how he wins a title playing straight. See what Randy Lightfoot? Oh, Peterson. Oh, Peterson. Well, that's that's the, that's the infamous one where Randy left, Randy left the solid eight. So. Oh yeah yeah yeah. All right, so this is my last one. All right. You guys, both of you, you're bowling in the title match of the U.S. Open. You need either a strike to win or shoot a four pin to win the U.S. Open. What's easier? 
<laughs> right. pain, of course. No way, dude. No way. It's not you say that until you're sta- – Mika missed a 10-pin in the 10th frame at the U.S. Open. Yeah, I'm shooting the floor. I had probably missed 10-pin in two years. It's it's statistically easier yeah. to take a four pin. Go out the window, brah. <laughs> you're looking at a four pin for the title. All that room to the right. A lot of landscaping there to the right. I know. So, guys, you survived the 10 questions. So, what's on the schedule for you both? I mean, you guys are doing your shows and you're vlogging. Um, if everything's up and lifted, full schedule ahead for you guys once everything is back to normal on tour. Ready to rock. Whenever. Yeah, I'm actually bowling some tournaments. Uh, like I said, I got one this Sat this Sunday. And then we have a really cool tournament at the end of May that we're uh, actually going to be streaming on our YouTube channel. It's called the Midnight Bowler Society where – I think we have 19 people signed up. We all put up $1,000 each, and we just bowl pot games for eight games. Oh, nice. So winner takes, I think, first place. I think we pay first and second. Depends how many entries we get. But first pays like $1,700. Second pays like $850 or so, somewhere like on that. And then, yeah, you just play eight games, and uh, we do a Calcutta with it, and it's a, it's an awesome event. And it's the field's pretty stacked. I mean, EJ is coming to bowl, Andrew Anderson, a bunch of good lefties. I think Holloman, Gene Perez, we're bowling. Uh, so, yeah. And then last year, uh, this guy, Ryan Burks, crushed it. Uh, you guys probably don't even know who Ryan Burks is, but he I, I wasn't there. I, I had to dip. I, I think – I don't know what happened. But uh, he crushed it last year, won like four games. So made four grand, five grand on the night. And uh, it's a really cool event. So super cool. Yeah. The first year was 10 games. The second year, which was last year, we only bowled eight games. I've bowled 18 games in this stupid event. And I've got two 200s. And my (laughs) highest is 204. And you know what? That's the one question I didn't ask you, Justin. You should have flagged me on that one. I had asked this to everybody. What's the one center you guys love bowling out on tour and the one you hate bowling out on tour? Oh, we forgot that one. Yeah, and and I know what Brad Brad is going to be Columbus, obviously. Yeah. Earlier. No, Brad, you're Shawnee. Yeah, you're it has to be Shawnee. Yeah, but I. You made two shows in your life. Yeah, I know, but I've bowled at Shawnee a lot. Actually, I have bowled well at Shawnee throughout my career. It's it's Shawnee or players. I just like the players though. It's a major. And what about the one you guys hate? And we've talked to a bunch of guys and. The same one kind of keeps coming up, Justin, if you've noticed that. Yes, it has. Jonesboro. No. It wasn't that one. Coldwater. A center in the Midwest. I I love Coldwater, but it's not that center. I love both those venues, and I love both those tournaments. I just don't bowl good in those tournaments. It is not those places. It is a center in the Midwest. In the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Is it in Indy? It is is Indy. People hate Indy? Woodland. 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 Ah. See, I, like I, I have no superstitions or uh, about centers that I like or don't like. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm not in that category, but I'll definitely have – like I'll bowl bad at a center, and next year I'll bowl really good at a center. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really – I don't know. I just either I figure it out or I don't. I don't really have a least favorite one because I think I've had – I've either – I've had success and I haven't had success, I feel like, in all of them. So what, what what's been your worst tournament so far on tour? What was the worst performance you've had? Ah, uh, worst performance. I don't know, man. 
It was going to be Jonesboro. Or was it? Yeah, it was going to be Jonesboro. Then I crushed it the second set. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you you almost got there. Place. Yep, I remember that. Me, you, and Stu. We were literally the bottom three. And then I went apeshit for like four games <laughs> and got back up there. Uh, but I don't know. What is the. No, it's got to be cold water. We, I really don't like the cold water center, actually. I bowl like crap there. You know, I know it's hard. It's kind of cool to do it. But if I don't go back and bowl there just because my performances, I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I suck, though. And, and that was funny. We talked to um, Steve Hoskins a couple weeks ago. And uh, Steve said that from the like three or four years, I think it was, he hated going to Rochester to bowl. Hated going to Rochester. And coincidentally, he went back and shot 300 on TV in that building. Won the title. The next year, he finished second. Norm tripped the bucket to beat him in the 10th. He goes, so it's funny how, like, you know, in the beginning of my career, I hated going there. And then all of a sudden now, I can't wait until Rochester comes up on the calendar. But yeah. I have the noodles there. Like, it just fits. So, yeah, but Woodland Bowl is the answer that everybody, a majority of the people, just hate bowling at. I, I think me and Brad have both done pretty well there the last two years. I mean, Which one? Woodland. Oh, Woodland. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Woodland's all right. Well, you yeah, they say it's very hard to carry there. It yeah. is, I, the ten pin is kind of brutal there. Yeah, yeah. I, I bowled in college. There was always like bowling against like a tree. There's been so much friction in the early part of the lane that like your your ball just burns up. And but you get to hook it there, and I like to hook it, so I'm with it. Understandable, Justin. I'm good. I have nothing else. What about you, my friend? I, I think I'm all good. I think it's going to wrap up our show today. Thank you guys, Brad Miller and Kyle Sherman. Thanks for joining us. Thank you both for life and bullish.com. That's going to wrap up our show today. I'm Justin Bone with Mike Val. Thank you for being on the lanes, off the charts and on the mic. Be sure to tune us in on Thursday. We have Doug Kent and Jimmy Callahan and at six o'clock, it's definitely going to be a good one. So everyone stay safe during quarantine. Watch and, your Watch your hands, and we hope to see you all real soon back on the lanes. Take care, everybody. Thank you. See ya. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Bone and Zono Zone podcast presented by BuddiesProShop.com. If you want to see more, check out our Facebook page or YouTube channel by searching Bone and Zono Zone. I'm Justin Bone with my partner Mike Valenzano, and this is the Bone and Zono Zone, where we are always on the lanes, off the charts, and on the mic. See you guys on the next one.